Welcome to Conversations for Life, a marriage and family podcast from Cross Life with hosts Jonathan and Kathleen. Each episode, we sit down and talk about the things that matter most to those that matter most to you. We're so glad you're with us today. Please pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations for Life. This is Jonathan, and I'm joined as usual by my wife, Kathleen. And today we are so honored and blessed to have a special guest, a missionary named Andrew Case, who has written many wonderful books about prayer and and scripture-guided prayer, and I know has been an enormous blessing to my wife in particular and to me as well. And we are so blessed to have him on. Yeah, so he's written um, several books, as Jonathan, as you said, called uh, Prayers of an Excellent Wife, Setting Their Hope in God, Water of the Word, and Praying the Light. And these are actually, they're books of prayers, and they're taken directly from Scripture, and they're adapted to help you pray for your husband or wife or children or yourself. And um, we've mentioned these before as we've talked about the role and privilege of praying for our family. So we're excited to have you here, Andrew. And um, if you wouldn't mind just telling us, yeah, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, that'd be great. Sure. I was born in Mexico in Oaxaca, Mexico, down in the southern area, and uh, my mis- my parents are missionaries with um, discipleship, church planning, Bible translation, a whole gamut of things. And uh, I'm actually a third-generation missionary kid. Um, awesome. Both of my grandparents were missionaries, um, one set in Cuba and the other set in Mexico. So it goes way back. Um, and, uh, I grew up there basically until I went to college and then, uh, went to, went to study communications in Abilene, Texas at Hardin Simmons University, and then mm. studied further at Southern, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And then I studied further at the Canada Institute of Linguistics in Vancouver area of, of British Columbia. Um, and then eventually ended up over here in Equatorial Guinea, which is the only Spanish-speaking country in Africa and uh, one of the lesser-known uh, countries that's uh, very small. And uh, I can drive across the whole thing in about three hours. Wow. So uh, I've been here about six years, and um uh, I think one of the most important things about me is um, I'm married to one of the most amazing girls you'll you'll ever meet, and uh, her name is Bethany, and she's from Michigan, and she's an amazing musician, uh, painter, artist, and um, one of the best Hebrew scholars that I know as well. Wow, that's great. uh, That is quite a compliment. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, we're, she's, she's also was, was a missionary for a while in, uh, Colombia. And so she speaks Spanish extremely well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was a, it was a really good fit as well for us to come over here, both speaking Spanish and all of that. So it's, it's been a blessing. And, um, I came to Christ, um, more or less around the time I was in college. Um, I grew up as a professing believer, but I wasn't really born again 
until college. And um, God used um, several influences there, just mainly a lot of scripture that I was encountering for the first time on my own, my own study, which was largely motivated by uh, Matt Chandler and John Piper, you may have heard of. Yeah, and um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That was the, Matt Chandler actually went to the same university that I went to and he had just graduated when I showed up and he was doing a, a campus Bible study kind of thing. Uh, near well, the no, I, I have to ask, did he have the same kind of, you know, he's famous for all of his hand gestures and, you know, a lot of people sort of imitate that. Is, was he doing that back then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have cassette tapes of his messages from back then. Um, and, uh, I really loved his, his preaching. I had never heard anything like it. And, um, Mm. and so that was a big part of the Lord drawing me and, um, and changing my heart around that season. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, a little bit of my, my, uh, story. Um, I, I, as you know, I, I also love, uh, music and, uh, recording songwriting and that's available on my website as well, which we'll probably mention later. But, um, but now I serve here in Equatorial Guinea as a Bible translation consultant. And, um, basically that means that I, I work alongside nationals to, not only train them to be good translators and they do the translation work, but I also help check their translation against the Greek and Hebrew that they usually don't have the tools to do. Right. And, um, we work with, we work in Spanish. So I ask them questions about their translation in Spanish. They give me the back translation and that's sort of how we work. And, um, I try to, make sure they're they're doing the right things and and understanding the text correctly and sort of some of the hard spots and yeah. all of that. So that's uh that's what I do. Yeah, what a fantastic model to be training them to do the translation work themselves. You know, cuz then that's creating mm-hmm. uh, a legacy of of this people group being able to do that and um yeah. Right. And right. what was it that kind of moved you, you know, obviously you're you're a writer and uh, you've written these books on on praying through scripture, and then, as Kathy mentioned, I think uh, also one one fiction book. What what kind of motivated you to jump in inside? On top of everything else you're doing, you're going to do this as well. What was it that has this been like a long term dream of yours, or something that kind of came about? You just sort of stumbled into it, or what was the situation that kind of led to you becoming a, a an author, yeah, uh, especially yeah. about scripture prayer? Yeah. Um, so you're asking specifically about how I, I came into the the book writing of scripture books, right? Or or missions? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. What, what? Like. What? Why? What led you to really specifically focus on you know prayer and scripture guided prayer as something that you really wanted to okay. write about? Yeah. It's an interesting story. Um, when I was in college, I fell in love with a girl who was. Um, I had the only way to really describe it was it was a it was a supernatural attraction um i mean it was it was pretty powerful <laughs> so it um it, it kind of changed my whole life in a lot of ways and and god used it in one way um among many to 
make me think a lot about praying for for my future wife and so I uh, set about doing that at the time for various reasons. I wasn't able to pursue her at the, at that moment. Um, but I was convinced that I would later on. And so I, I just said, you know, the best thing I can do right now is pray for her. And Mm -hmm. that, that evolved into just praying for my future wife and not being presumptuous that it would be her. And so, so I, I would I would take every Thursday. Um, I would take that day to fast from lunch and use that lunch hour break to just pray for her. And so that morphed into praying scripture for her and and going through a Bible that I had specifically bought just for that um, and marking the passages of scripture that I was praying for her. So that eventually turned into me wanting to to write those down. Um, and so first it was like a, a whole round of just praying through different chunks of Scripture in that Bible. Then I thought, you know, this is something that that could be helpful for other people if they were written down as a as a kind of a, a book. And at the time, I had been exposed to the book The Valley of Vision uh, by Arthur Bennett, which I really loved. But at the same time, I thought, you know, it would be great to have this kind of book, but just prayers that are from Scripture. And I couldn't really find any. I I found some here and there that were maybe like one-verse prayers or – a little too watered down in different ways or or way too modernized for my taste or things like that paraphrased and so i decided to to put start putting these together and um, i had some conversations along the way with with guys who uh, friends of mine that had gotten married and and they expressed a struggle to to be consistent and praying for their wives and with their wives and i thought this this could be really helpful for those people and um so those were some of the motivations along the way so when i got to seminary i uh worked harder on it and added more and more prayers and uh it was a slow build because it was usually just two prayers a week that i would work on during that time that i was fasting as it was my my custom for years and um and so it was it wasn't a real you know like sit down over a couple months and crank it out kind of book it was right it just right. evolved out of a, a personal discipline and and desire and um so eventually i had some encouragement from some professors at seminary to go to go further with it and make it more widely available and um, they gave me some really generous endorsements and things like that. And so that's how it got to where it is today. And, um, yeah, eventually those same books, people wanted the, that was the first one was for husbands to pray for their wives. And, and then eventually people wanted to pray for their husbands the same way. And they said, why don't you just change the book around, you know? And, um, so that's how these other books developed for your children and for your husband and 
things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I loved it when I first uh, started looking at the books that it's not just about praying. Um, it's actually mm-hmm. leading you into intercession using mm-hmm. scripture. And so that that's, that is really unique. I haven't seen anything like it either. And I, I also enjoy the Valley of Division, but um, it's, it's not uh, as scriptural. And so this mm-hmm. is a unique thing. And, you know, what I love is that when we're praying from the Bible, we're letting all of God's revelation to his people guide and direct our prayers. Instead of just focusing on a few pet issues, um, you know, things we're thinking about, as you said, Jonathan, like mm-hmm. whatever feels really pressing in the moment. Um, I think especially when, you know, praying for your husband, your children, your wife, um, that's pretty easy to get, be really narrow, maybe selfish or fearful and, and just really focus in on God, asking God, solve this, fix that. And, um, and it can even be, you know, like, oh, I sell these problems in my husband. Uh, God, I need you to change these things about him or, you know, my children, they're so difficult, whatever. Uh, but even when, when we're trying to be other centered, it can still be kind of worldly. You know, I think it's easy for us to um, not see the big cosmic picture. We can be very, you know, life is hard and, you know, getting better from a sickness or having enough money to pay the bills. Those are good things to pray for, but it's not the only thing to pray for. And so, um, you know, in scripture, you know, scripture points us back to um, the, the spiritual seen behind day-to-day life and our true mm-hmm. source of life and encourages us to pray for more than just um, earthly things that are right in front of our faces. So could you yeah. speak to that some? Yeah, I I think the one of the the things that keeps amazing me the more I I grow in in my relationship with God and and encountering scripture is that God's thoughts are really not our thoughts and mm-hmm. his ways are really not our ways. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to if we're going to to grow and and head in a direction that is Godward, we're not going to be able to do it by default. And, and the only way to really start moving in that direction to thinking about his priorities and, and what we should be praying for is, is to tie ourselves, tether ourselves more and more to the word. And, um, yeah, I, I think, um, David Powelson is is right in his in his book Speaking Truth and Love, one of my favorite books. Um, he says people learn to pray beyond the sick list when they realize what God is really all about. Mm. And uh, I think it's it's also you know, the root of it, the getting beyond the superficial prayers and you know the health, wealth, and prosperity prayers um, and the sick list is is really um, encountering and knowing God. And uh, that's, I think, what motivates me to, uh, you know, the more you know God, the more you want to hear what his priorities are yes. and, and uh, make them your own priorities for yourself and your spouse and others. And so I, I think, I think that's, a, that's one of the things that, that drives, drives these books. And otherwise you know the the natural the natural tendency is the rut you know the, mm-hmm. the praying the same old things about the same old things and um so yeah all that to say um 
we uh, I think as Americans, as modern Western people, we also we also have this propensity to avoid real depth, and um, mm. and that applies to our prayer lives as well. And uh, we're so entertain entertainment and media driven in our society nowadays that putting into words really profound ideas and mm. soul searching and soul reaching requests and concepts and you know desires is is not our default either <laughs> that's that's yeah. a big problem yeah uh, one one example for me that stands out is uh, like indian films as opposed to american films americans like you can't have an american film that like gets all into a lot of poetic stuff and you know has a has a long song that's like really flowery poetry nobody would like <laughs> that but indian films they love that stuff and it's yeah. right it's really amazing but we're so west that's part of our western heritage and the bible is an eastern book um mm. the psalms are they're ancient and they're eastern and and we we have that disconnect and you know that's that's one of the things i i like about um, getting back to biblical prayers is it, it pushes us out of our own culture as well. And it's a good stretch. Mm, yeah. Well, it's interesting too. I've been studying the Psalms lately and, um, and there's so many little verses or phrases that we've read a million times and we just pass over them, like praise the Lord, you know, or give mm -hmm. thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. And we, I think it's, it's easy to, um, skip over those quickly or just kind of read those. They're kind of rote um, mm -hmm. because they reoccur all the time. But instead to, to think about what that's saying, the incredible power and meaning behind saying praise the Lord or saying that God's love is steadfast. And so mm -hmm. really reading the scripture, getting into it, soaking into it and, and, and praying it like that, I think also helps remind us of the depth of meaning and the power behind what's being said here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I and I, I mean, I, the comment you just made is that's worthy of a whole podcast itself. When you said that, uh, you know, the Bible is an Eastern book, and and because certainly, you know, I'm I'm, I'm ordained, I've, uh, just like you, you know, seminary, and and when you mm -hmm. when you begin to really, you know just read the Bible, like slow down and really read it and know it. And you realize, how, you know, over time, how, how much it confronts what we as Westerners think the Bible actually should be. And, 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 and you know, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it, and it's, it's, it changes your, I mean, obviously it changes your faith and, but, but even just realizing, you know, this is how God chose to reveal his truth the way that we as Westerners think about what truth, sh how it should be revealed and what form it should come in. You know, right. that's often why I think a lot of, honestly, you know, the, the Americans don't read the Bible because they don't know what to do with it because it is, right. it doesn't conform to what we're expecting. Yeah, absolutely. 
We've now come to the end of our first part of our interview with Andrew Case. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode about praying with Scripture. We will have the second part of this episode available next week, and we invite you to come back and listen to the conclusion of our uh, really meaningful and thought-provoking discussion with Andrew. Until then, you feel free to check out the resources we referred to in the podcast episode at our website, www.crosslifetoday.org. And as always, wish you well and God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. If you'd like to find out more information or get additional resources, please visit our website at www.crosslifetoday.org. You can also find us on Facebook as Cross Life Resources and on Instagram. Until next time, take care and God bless.